record. Mm. Is there like a dark mode for Google Docs? There probably is, huh? There's an extension for it. Oh, but it still has a white page. I want like the whole thing to be dark. Just invert all the things. I have dark mode on Chrome. If you guys hear a sick beat going in the background, just ignore it. <laughs> One thing you may notice is my chair's no, no longer squeaky. I don't know if I mentioned that last time. I'm very proud of it, though. Too young for this track. The search for booty. Two years ago, we set off on a mission to introduce Tyler to strange new episodes. To boldly go where several podcasts have probably gone before. But then, a while back, Troy mentioned there was this one time on Star Trek where everyone was wearing a thong for no reason, and now we have a new mission. To watch the one with the thongs. But getting there is going to be a little tricky, because Tyler doesn't know which episode that is. I did narrow it down to 50 episodes, though, so we'll get there eventually. Uh, Strange New Worlds is next week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is funny. not... Wait, this is bad pod, too, because this isn't going to come out for, like, six months. Shit. Okay. Whew. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, then, let's... Hey, welcome to Too Young for this track. My name's Troy, and this is a podcast where me and a bunch of other fools watch Star Trek. Uh, and Troy, those... Troy, you didn't say the subtitle of the podcast. Star... Welcome to Too Young for this track, Quest for Booty, where a bunch of fools Search watch for Star Trek. Search for booty. Start from the beginning. From the top. (laughs) Eric, that's not a reference to a thing that happened in this episode. (laughs) From the top, Troy. Welcome to Too Young for this show. God damn it. We need to make a lot of like Les Mis references. (laughs) I don't know anything about Les Mis except for what I've learned from this episode of Star Trek. Squidward Arbs. (laughs) Welcome to Too Young for this track. My name is Troy. Uh, this is a podcast where too young for this track. Search for sp- <laughs> <laughs> search for sp- search for big spot. Search for Squidward Arms. <laughs> no, we already did the search for Big Spock. We found him. He was he was dead. I'm concerned because I this. <laughs> uninstalled the extensions I added, but it's still in dark mode. Okay, I just had to refresh the page. Now it's out of dark mode. I was like, it's still there, even though I uninstalled the. Extension. Should we unplug Troy and plug him back in? Welcome to Too Young for This Trek, <clears throat> The Search for Booty, uh, a podcast where me and a bunch of other fools watch Star Trek while one of them tries to find the episode where everybody wears thongs, uh, and he's trying real hard to find it, and my wife is coming to the living room and she's pointing to the child's bedroom. Now you'd think maybe she's trying to say, oh Troy, the child's sleeping and you're being way too loud, but that can't be the case because the child is staying with my grandmother right now. No, what she's in fact saying is that the baby monitor is still on in the child's bedroom and the door is open and I'm yelling. So fucking loud! <laughs> <laughs> From the top. Uh, so Sorry, yeah, what Becky. Troy was saying is that uh, today we're watching okay, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Season 5, Episode 13, For the Uniform. For also the known Uniform. As, is, is that your alternate title? Is just the title again? Well, the title with an exclamation mark, of course. Ah, okay. Okay. I, I see you typing it out in the Google Doc right now. <laughs> Thrilling podcasting. Um, or an eye for an eye makes everything fine. Oh. I call this one, we live in a society. And that will become clear when bad. I get to my summary. Uh, You'll understand. Mine's sometimes it's good to see the bad guy win. I feel like we need to put a lay Miz reference here i don't like i said i don't know anything about lay miz so <laughs> yeah, i yeah, I'll, literally everything What's i know about song? lay miz comes What's from this something about song? angry men the, i'm trying to remember the lyrics i don't know it's i was been just while. thinking about the billy eilish song uh, bad guy this whole time oh. <laughs> that's a good song i like that song because because he's the bad guy cisco yeah, he is the bad guy It's a trap! Benny Sisko is checking out a Star Wars set to find information about a devious betrayer, Michael Eddington, only to be deviously betrayed by him. 
Ben and Mike recap the whole Maquis conflict for Tyler, then Eddington just sort of leaves for no reason without doing anything. In space, Eddington shows how powerful he is by using a computer virus to disable the Defiant, and then calls in on Benny's new holophone in order to recap the whole Maquis conflict for Tyler, and then Eddington just sort of leaves for no reason without doing anything. Again. Back on Deep Space Nine, O'Brien gets to work fixing up the Defiant while Odo, Worf, and Captain Generic 80s TV movie action hero A Little Past His Prime recap the whole Maquis conflict for Tyler. In the Holosuite, Ben works a punching bag with Dax while he recaps the whole Ma Maquis conflict for Tyler. Meanwhile, Eddington has made himself some biological weapons and using them to poison entire planets. Ben loads everyone back up onto the broken-ass Defiant and heads out to stop him in defiance of Starfleet orders. You get it because it's the Defiant and this... Okay. But um, Ben gets deviously betrayed by Eddington again, who distracted the Defiant with a copy of Les Mis while he went off and blew up Captain Generic 80's TV movie action hero a little past his prime ship, and then he just sort of left. For no reason. But he did do something this time. He blew up a ship, so... Eddington keeps poisoning planets while Sisko watches Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker and realizes that becoming the villain is the obvious solution to his problem. He loads up a revolver with biogenic weapons and starts just blasting it at Maquis settlements until Eddington surrenders. Let me repeat that real quick. Benjamin Sisko, Federation citizen and Starfleet captain, poison the atmosphere of a populated planet with a biological weapon. What a hero. Yeah. So that Easy. happened. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping before we one. get into the exact details of what happened in this episode, uh, that Tyler could let us know a little bit about the Maquis conflict. Because I feel like this episode really wanted to make sure that Tyler knew about the Maquis conflict. Hmm. I don't. I don't know that it did because all I remember about <laughs> it is from you guys explaining the concept of Voyager back when we watched the first episode of Voyager, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and it being that the Maquis. Okay, so the Cardassians like <laughs> took over some area that the Maquis claim is there. There's like a area of space conflict between the Cardassians and the Maquis. And, kind of yes and and they're terrorist well, and chakotay uh -huh. is one of them so they're kind of like uh -huh. can they're kind of like federation confederates they're they're separatists from the federation uh -huh. separatist attack yeah you and, said and that like separatist Eddington was the name of a pokemon and i dug it <laughs> <laughs> separatist oh, attack yeah. it's um, for that one time that we did uh that the star wars clone wars episode yeah. i don't know if you remember that me, you, and Evan. Yeah. So wait, wait, wait. Stop the podcast. What did we do? <laughs> we, did that, we did that episode of Clone Wars. <laughs> so, so Tyler, for this Eddington is Count Dooku. That's basically what's going on here. He's actually okay. But okay. before I spoil anything, do you think how many times have we seen Eddington prior to this? I mean, I, I, you know, I, hold on, hold on. I think I, he's I more of a, like, yeah, I want a, you like a Jean Valjean yeah. okay. character yeah, yeah, yeah. than a, than a, I, than a... I assumed he was a main cast member on the previous entire season, at least, no. at minimum. Um, no. He was more like uh, a I'm actually looking it up. C to D, like, he was there, but he wasn't, like, in the forefront. He's in a total of nine episodes. And this is the 13th? 7th of 9. Yeah. Okay. Ah, 7 of 9. But he first shows up in season <laughs> 3. So, like... Oh. And this is season 5. So th they, like, seeded him yeah. throughout. It's good, though. Okay. It's, um like, in a lot of Trek, this would be, like, maybe the first or second time we've seen the character. But they actually did build this, which yeah. is cool. And, uh, like... and his betrayal was only the episode before. Excuse oh. me. So you get six episodes of him just being a Starfleet guy, and then in his seventh episode, it's like boom, betrayal, and it's like, like what the fuck? What just happened? Back. Yeah, yeah. Cisco's so mad. Cisco's <laughs> real mad. Without that context, though, did this work for you, Tyler? Like, did um, well, I can tell you, I thought this episode was bad. Yeah, <laughs> and also stupid. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Bad and stupid. Yes, bad and stupid. Yeah, um, it's like kind of nothing happened there for a while, and then, like, I guess the Maquis like poisoned a planet, but they poison it in a way that's only poisonous to the Cardassians, <laughs> and then. 
Cisco poisoned a planet so that it's only poisonous to humans, and that just seems hella convenient. Yeah. And <laughs> I was thinking that too this time. But like also like they can't have like visitors. Like I guess like I like I get the Maquis probably wouldn't want to have Cardassian visitors, but like the Cardassians at least have some kind of relationship with the Federation. Whoa. Like, Whoa. I guess they had to wear a suit. Um that's an interesting take. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not going to say anything. Should we? I mean, should they, we they get have, into? They have relations. Nah, they, that's it's not. Sure, no, they fine. have a relationship yeah. with the Federation. Sure. Um, I I uh, I agree with you on the convenience, Tyler, and I especially am frustrated by the convenience of the resolution to the poison planets at the end of this episode, which is mm-hmm. that in a in a captain's log, Cisco's just like. Anyway, the people from that planet that got poisoned just <laughs> traded with that other planet that got poisoned. And it's like, motherfucker, that's what the whole conflict is about, is that the Cardassians are trying to stay on Federation planets, and the Federation people are staying on Cardassian planets. If it's so easy to just trade planets, why don't they just fucking trade planets? Like, what is... that? That's literally the resolution yeah. to the whole yeah. thing. Like, what and is like, happening? You, you know how hard it is, like, when you move house? Imagine moving planets. <laughs> yeah. And it's not just like you're just going to a new planet. It's like it's like you're moving into someone's house, but they're also moving into yours. But the problem with this, the problem, Tyler, and you hate them, (laughs) is that the reason they're fighting is specifically because they don't want to move. They specifically don't want to switch planets. And so then they poison the atmosphere and everyone just went, well, okay, we'll go ahead and switch planets. Then we'll just trade planets with you. And it's like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, uh, I remembered liking this episode a lot and then I watched it and really felt like it was just about half an hour of people saying what happened with the Maquis over and over again. And then what Tyler said, just some some planets get poisoned. Most of this episode is just Cisco being like, you betrayed me (laughs) and you betrayed your uniform. (laughs) You were supposed to be the chosen one, Anakin. (laughs) Um, One fun thing about this episode is we get that hologram, right? We get that hologram pad, and they're so proud of it. And it's like, oh, isn't this new tech fancy, you know? And it's just funny going back with Discovery. That was like 100 years earlier, and they already had better tech. Yeah, but they, like, buried it. Yeah. Because that one time it tried to take over the galaxy. (laughs) There's a lot of little things like that in Star Trek that kind of bother me. Like, those inconsistencies with canon, and I'm like, I don't know. If this episode didn't exist... The fact that Discovery does hollow communications wouldn't bother me. But yeah. they make such a big deal about make... it in this episode. Yeah. That then Yeah. O'Brien's so happy. <laughs> yeah. I guess what, maybe what this you... is retro technology that they're bringing back. They're like, we're gonna we're gonna make it happen this time, you know? <laughs> well, I'm assuming they like straight up deleted all of the information about this, like from the known universe, and like they had to rediscover it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. It was classified, right? Yeah. Section 31. Yeah. So Anyone that's ever seen a hologram, Section 31 got rid of. <laughs> they, Just black bagged them. They were really proud of this behind the scenes. This is one of the things I read about this episode, the hollow communicator. Yeah. Uh, because they were like, it's stupid that they don't <laughs> have this technology, basically. Yeah. Which, okay, that makes sense. Um, but they, they basically they said that, like, long scenes of people talking to each other on the view screen were kind of boring. So they wanted to come up with a way to make it more dynamic, but they, it didn't really work because it was just kind of a guy standing there. And I think (laughs) that they needed to put like some kind of a filter onto it to make it look different. Uh, uh, Like just Mm -hmm. every now and then, like the nineties, like TV screen flicker stuff, like, which Discovery still does. Even Discovery yeah. has like perfect holograms, except for that every once in a while they go like, yeah. and you're like, whoa, whoa. And that bothers. Oh, me. that's a hologram. That bothers me. Like, just color grade. It's them like zoom. You know, because the lighting would be different. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what you should do. Yeah. Is color color grading would do it. You yeah. know, still one of my favorite scenes in Discovery. I think it's in season two of Discovery. I say still. If you go back and listen to this episode, I bet I hated it. Is when <laughs> uh, uh, Michael is talking to Ash Tyler. 
via hollow communicator and they like literally just built a set that was yeah, split down the middle that, that was cool. kind of a cool way to do it um agreed agreed but yeah i think the hollow communicator is dumb i like and the concept well, of it i think the execution's kind of poor yeah they, but the technology they, they, they just wasn't they give there up on it like um, immediately there i thought it was kind of funny we get an odo scene like the whole the whole episode basically takes place on the defiant but odo shows up randomly as a hologram and i just thought it was kind of funny like they kind of worked in, like he was just there on the set clearly no you see him you see him before that <laughs> yeah. he's uh because when when they well, go to, true, true, they, true. they stop That's at deep space nine to fix the ship because the, the defiant has to get towed yeah. uh you see odo there yeah, uh, i like the part when odo's like hey cisco did you like tell like starfleet that you know they got this guy on board because they didn't trust me and they're a bunch of fuckheads <laughs> and cisco's like no no it didn't and Odo's like uh can you next and time- i was like yeah yeah can you uh mention that can you rub that in their faces a little bit please <laughs> like i i'm the trustful uh i'm the one that you can trust like the guy that you had watching me if i was going to betray the federation yeah he he, he went and betrayed the I will say I do kind of like the um, the dynamic between the two captains in this one, uh, Cisco and uh, the whatever guy that was that had the uh, uh, Excelsior knockoff. Um, Captain 80s TV action movie heroes, a little past his prime. That's the one. That's <laughs> the one. Yeah. I just I, I kind of like... actually Captain Sanders, which just <laughs> yeah, makes that's me think right. that the chicken guy Colonel got a Sanders. Promotion. Yeah. Or a demotion. Um, I don't know how ranks work. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, I like their dynamic. They're back and forth. Um, and the, the initial conflict was kind of interesting. It was like Cisco had this vendetta against this guy. And they're like, you're off the, you're off the mission. You're off the case. You're off the you're case. Off the That's case. It. Yeah, exactly. You're so. too hot headed. Yeah. Turn you're your too badge. close to this one, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> And then Ben's like, I will punch you right here, right now. <laughs> Listen here, old man. I I love yes. I love Ben Cisco yelling and, and this episode may not have been as good as I remembered it being, but god damn it's got some good Ben Cisco yelling in it. Oh, yeah. Both, both the scene with the punching bag and then just every time he talks to Eddington made me so happy because <laughs> angry Ben Cisco is like my favorite. He's so good. Yeah. Oh, which that i really liked how like nog's part in this was just like reiterating what cisco says but less angry and like in a more I, useful oh way. yeah yeah because <laughs> their um their computers are down or whatever so they had to relay every little thing there's uh, a lot like of cool stuff with the busted ass defiant yes like it can't go as fast as it should it doesn't have targeting systems the way it should uh, and the communications are down, and so they say they're going to use. And Nog. they almost crash right into the D- into DS Nine. They do. I love them <laughs> leaving DS Nine because, yeah. like, you actually they're like narrating every step of the way, which I don't understand who Jadzia is narrating things to because it still looks like she's flying the ship. It's like she's just saying everything she does as she's flying the ship. But I think the idea is that she's like saying, "All right." I'm going to turn the rudder and I need you over there Mm -hmm. to adjust this other thing. And you over there are adjusting this other thing, but they never like showed other people responding to her. It was still cool. I like that part. Yeah. Problem I have concept is they say that Nog's going to have to relay messages to engineering because internal communications are down. And for some reason their comm badges won't work, but then Nog is just using an intercom. How is that any different from every other Uh, day on every other starship? He he has, that uh the old technology that aurora has the, the thing that she always yeah plugs into it was ER. one of those things yeah i mean he's holding up an intercom to his ear but no no why couldn't uh, I think cisco do that I, I think it's something different with like a transmitter in it and i think if it was in the captain's ear all the time it might be a bit distracting that makes sense yeah okay yeah. I guess my memory is that Nog is like running through the fucking halls of the Defiant in this episode, <laughs> That's great. Yeah. relaying He's messages back and, and forth, which you could do because the Defiant's a tiny ship. Like you could it's totally small. That like, instead of that, what if they brought like ten extra guys with them they who shouted sleep... the, the orders down the hallways yeah, to each just, other? And just it was leave like, the doors oh, no, open. And they get messed up. Just leave the doors. The orders get mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> Cisco starts out with like, "Don't fire the torpedo," and by the time it gets, it's there, like telephone. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what do I need with a top hat? No, I, 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 I really wish it was like he had to run down the hallway and then yell down uh, like a ladder, like down a yeah. tube, like to engineering. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I will say that one thing they really cheaped out on is when the computer virus hit and it took out their computers, it looked like they were still functional. Like all the, the screens were still lit up like before. That shit should have like been like blue screened or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, just like error, error. Yeah. Error in that big, blue screen like, of death. Yeah. No, no, like <laughs> it, it, in the Star Wars. Or static uh, or something. Orange on black text. Like. Yeah. That they. Um, so, so the defiant do do they just do they always have the defiant or is oh. it just like hanging out for I a forgot. bit? I forgot. Tyler's I've been waiting defiant. for Tyler to ask about the defiant because yeah, I'm just curious why this is Star Trek: D Space Nine and not Star Trek: Defiant. Uh, hmm. The defiant is assigned to Deep Space Nine at a point during the show, mm-hmm. so they have they have little ships called runabouts mm-hmm. that are yep. like. Uh, a big shuttlecraft and then like an event happens where like they're like buses. yeah and then an event happens where they're like you guys need something a little beefier here take take this ship and just have it it'll it'll just be parked in deep space nine for when you need it it's a military prototype too so it's like decked out with weapons and stuff mm-hmm. nice and it's small. Star Trek, keeping the peace. <laughs> yeah, Defiant. The of Defiant course. is not an exploration vessel. It is. It is like ten, hundred and ten percent a military vessel. It, and by hundred ten percent a military vessel, I mean they literally didn't put it into action when it first was developed because they were like, this thing will blow itself up because it's it's its <laughs> guns are too big. So so Tyler, we should. Oh, sorry, MC. Essentially, okay. it's the Federation's version of uh, Bird of Prey. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, but the reason is, I, I don't think this is a big spoiler. But no, 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 no I'm no, not no, gonna no. say. It. I'm not gonna say it. No, 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 no. There is That's reasons. There's actually some current parallels much. I was gonna make, but okay. That's too much. Do okay. you want to take my headphones off so you can make them no, for other people? No, it's okay. You you can make them for the listeners. No, it's okay. <laughs> Eric, I can tell you really want to do this. I'm gonna take them off. Okay, you're, you're real quick, use your real words. quick. Yes. So you know how, like, was it Switzerland that's, like, always neutral? And then recently, like, they kind of took sides against Russia? Yeah. The Federation is, like, Switzerland. Like, they're usually the, you know, the peacekeepers, but then some shit went down, and then they're like, oh, hell no, you know? Except for they've also got, like, the biggest fleet in the galaxy. It's just that they happen to be like, no, they're exploration vessels that are like <laughs> covered in guns, <laughs> but it's not for fighting. These are, these are peace loving Just for carving uh, meteors. I, yeah. And that's not even going into the fleets of each different species as well. That's also part of the Federation that are like civilian ships that are also decked out. With civilian guns. ships. Yeah. They, they okay. could yeah. easily get, to come in and, I think the Federation you know. is 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 like America being like, oh yeah, we've got military bases in like every <laughs> other police. country. Of course we do. Yeah. Why wouldn't we? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with having like a standing military ready to take action in every allied country? It's totally normal, right? We're just doing like, uh, this is just a military training exercise. Totally not preparing to invade North Korea at a moment's notice. Oh, why would we be ready to do that? What do you think Tyler's thinking about right now? Headphones. <laughs> He's just looking at Your us. Your mouth. <laughs> 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 at, at one point, I realized I could hear Eric, um, but I wasn't paying attention. All I heard was "Hell yeah!" At one point, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> So I was trying to like lower your volume, and I muted you. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> um, at the end, there, Troy was just like seeing you stare at us, and was like, "What do you think Tyler's thinking about?" <laughs> <laughs> um. So there was there was a scene that didn't get uh, used in this episode that was in the script, uh, where O'Brien and Bashir were hanging out at Quarks and talking about oh. Eddington. Hmm. Um, you said that weird. <clears throat> What? Quark's bar. 
Morn. I was like, Sorry. I don't technic technicality. Yeah, he, he didn't say corks spot. He <laughs> yeah. said corks. Yeah. Um, there's a couple interesting things that happen uh, in this scene. Well, first of all, because the scene is not here, neither Bashir or Cork end up in the episode. Um, <clears throat> but also, there's apparently a revelation in this scene mm. that Starfleet Accounting receives bills from Quark for the Starfleet personnel who drink at the bar, which is oh. all kinds of interesting. Uh, excuse me, but the scene is actually, it, it's them talking about Eddington and telling like stories about him and basically realizing like, man, I like that fucking guy. And then he went and did all this shit. God damn it. And I, I, I like that because I feel like we get that from, uh, uh, ben really well in terms of the like the betrayal of it but i think it would have been interesting to see it from people who aren't like personally hurt by the betrayal as much but realize that like mm-hmm. shit man i was kind of friends with that guy huh yeah. you think you know a dude uh i, I think that would have been <laughs> totally. interesting yeah now do you guys think that eddington has a point at all here Uh, no. Do you, are you referring to the Maquis at large or Eddington's point about Bashir being obsessed with him? No, I he mean... Cisco being obsessed with him? Cisco, no, no, sorry. No, I, I think uh, the Maquis in general, like his cause. Uh, mm. Kind of, not really, because... Like, like Ben actually says, like he, they're kind of drawing out the pain and suffering mm-hmm. of these people. Like, if they just moved, yeah. like if they just after moved, it they mm-hmm. would have already been settled and would be in a better place. But they're they're essentially suffering for a what they believe is a noble cause. And they don't think they should surrender to the Cardassians. Yeah. That's... I, I've just recently actually watched, like, the first three episodes involving the Maquis. Um, and... Having watched those, it's like, guys, just fucking move to it. Like, the Federation's yeah. like, there <laughs> are really so stubborn. many planets, and we will give you a planet. We will set you up there. We'll make sure you have everything you need to get up and going. And then the thing is, here's the problem. There's only like 20 that... people on Irish planet. Like, they can make some room there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it rains there all the time. Uh, at, the start okay. of the, at the start of the Maquis conflict, basically what happens is, is the Federation is like, we have a treaty with the Cardassian that says we're going to take our people off of these specific planets Mm -hmm. and you're on those specific planets so you need to go or you need to denounce your federation citizenship and you're on your fucking own and the 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 maquis went okay we're gonna do that (laughs) right (laughs) and then they get their shit busted by the cardassians a bunch and and like what is i i just i mean like yeah. Which is Cisco's point is like, dude, you are fighting like the losingest of losing wars. Like you are trying to go up against effectively the Cardassians and the Federation <laughs> yeah. at the same fucking time. Yeah, it's not. This ain't gonna work. So I, I don't know. I don't know if the Marquis cause is noble, but yeah. I think that I think that Eddington is an idiot for thinking <laughs> that he's got a chance of winning. Yeah. I also I unless know, he just you know commits biological it. warfare a whole bunch then maybe I I also yeah. agree with uh, what Cisco says where he's like if you just left it wouldn't have been a problem but he did betray them like he's a traitor mm, right. to the Federation right. which is the whole reason and committed like acts uh, acts of war against the Federation yeah. which is I like how he does make that distinction like the Maquis aren't all traitors he specifically is a traitor yeah he yeah, betrayed his you... uniform <laughs> sorry <laughs> and the way you described the maquis troy you did make it sound like they have a noble cause because it's like <laughs> why should that they have to leave their planet like yeah i mean someone else made like, the decision why should people just have to uproot their lives and leave because they're, of they're, like they're federation colonists though so like 
the Federation. Yeah, knew what they were like, signing up for. They should have. <laughs> hey, dude, we have this planet. We would like you to come and and colonize. We're gonna we're gonna fly you there. We're gonna get you a house. We're gonna get you supplies. Oops, we don't own this fucking planet anymore. It's no longer ours. So we think you should go. And if you don't go, we can't help you. And they were like, bullshit. And I I don't know. It's just. But Troy, you said there's a whole lot of planets out there. Why can't the Cardassians just have a different planet? I agree. That's where I was going to start of this episode about yeah. how fucking stupid the resolution of this episode is because the resolution of this episode is everyone went, well, what if we put Cardassians on the planets <laughs> that are over there and the, the, the humans over there? And everyone was like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea because there's lots of fucking planets. In oh, okay. So what you're telling me is this episode is even stupider than I thought. Okay. I don't know. It's the the Maquis are, are a weird plot point in Star Trek. And listen, it is possible that a lot of my frustration with the Maquis come from the episode that establishes this whole thing because it's one of my least favorite episodes of Star Trek. Mm. Not because of this whole thing, but because of other shit in that episode. Yeah. And that kind of tarnishes the whole Maquis storyline for me. Was that the TNG one? Yes, the Wesley yeah. episode. Yeah. 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 Oh man, so the, the marquee are like in here deep. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, three, three, three series, series at least. Deep. Yeah. Wow. They, they, they're, they're, yeah, they show up in. It's in, a multi-series arc. <laughs> yeah, and not a great one overall. It has its the, moments. There, but... there are a lot of episodes of marquee stuff that I like, but oh, like yeah. the overall picture of it, I don't like so. Mm-hmm. But the idea of like some people splitting off from the Federation, trying to do their own shit, like I kind of like that idea, but. Yeah, the the the, the bigger. The I think bigger the highlight points bother me. Yeah, not to get into it too much, but I think the highlight of the whole Maki arc is the whole thing with Thomas. Mm-hmm. That one's good. There's also there's a really good row episode that I like that involves yeah, them. Yeah. There's kind of a terrible Voyager episode involving the Maki that I love. Have we talked uh, about how row is supposed to be Kira? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't think thing. so. Oh, yeah. yeah, it, yeah Tyler doesn't even know up. who Ro is, I don't think, right? Yeah, I, he's met Ro. Oh. She likes to jump on beds. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've seen I've seen Ro that time she was a kid and that time she was in an adult film. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah she, she was introduced to be a character that then went over to Deep Space Nine as the major Kira role. But then they... I think the actress didn't want to do... Um, a series regular position so they rewrote it to be somebody else which works better for reasons that tyler doesn't know yet but anyway. <laughs> yeah. and we get her in battle i don't know later on the Ma- the maquis storyline just it never quite works right for me but i guess part of it is because i'm like how the fuck have these people survived so long uh, yeah. come on against the cardassians what are they doing yeah. how I, they don't, I, mean, I don't even know the cardassians but yeah if you I can do. make biological weapons that poison the atmosphere for a specific species, the Cardassians weren't the ones to do that first? Like, mm. that's surprising to me. I do like some of the ambiguity that comes up. Like, there is some gray area here that they're exploring, which is cool. Um, it's DS9 is really the first series to be like, hey, the Federation might not always be the the good guys. That's true. You know? Which is cool. That's I true. Think that's Sometimes they might poison a planet. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of like holding up a mirror to uh, to America. The end. Are we just going to say that's a great place to take an ad break? (laughs) Yeah, it actually worked. It's like holding up a mirror to America. Have you heard of Anchor? (laughs) 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 We'll be right back after these messages. From Eric Slater, creator of Epic Fails of History, comes a bold new vision of the future in his latest book, 2299. 2299 is a sci-fi noir about a detective on the edge of the abyss. While investigating a cold case on Vanaheim, a space station orbiting Neptune, Desmond Faust finds himself ensnared in a web of lies and murder. The closer he gets to discovering the truth, the more aware he becomes that he might not leave this place alive. Eric Slater's 2299 is available now on Amazon. 
Dun, dun, dun. All right, I'm like, did y'all catch that Eddington not only blew up a Federation ship and then poisoned a planet and then mm-hmm. poisoned another planet, but that the way he got away from that second poisoned planet without getting caught was by shooting down a refugee ship? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. Well, that was... A, yeah, he a bad guy. He a bad guy. That was a, that was a good moment, though, because it was like, uh, catch the villain or save the people, you know? It was one of those catch-22 superheroes. Batman. Yeah, exactly. When you asked, <laughs> when you asked if, if, if Eddington had a point, Eric, and I got all mad about it, during that commercial break, I was feeling a little bad about how angry I got. No, and then not. I remembered that he shot down a refugee ship. And I was like, <laughs> nope, never mind. Yeah, Fuck Eddington. Yeah, no, he's not a good guy. And I mean, I agree with you guys. He's in the complete <laughs> wrong. The whole fucking He's definitely time. a villain, but yeah. No, he, he yeah. thinks he's fighting a noble cause. Here's a question. Is Cisco the villain at the end of it? I he mean, does poison a planet. I mean, that was kind of <sighs> fucked up. I have questions I don't think about that poison. A, any heroes in this by the end of it? Mm. So they're all just bad guys. Ooh. I mean, he wasn't Ooh. bluffing, but he did attach quantum torpedo. Wait, what did he do? He did something to make it less effective. Remember? Uh, I don't know if he made it less effective. But so Worf oh, was telling no, him what? that it would make it slower, meaning that the ship could oh, like dodge it. it and Cisco's like, "No, I'm yeah. gonna hit the planet or yeah. whatever." Yeah, he was saying that the, the missiles would be less effective as air-to-air missiles. And Cisco's like, space "Worf, do you think you can shoot a goddamn planet with them? Because that's what we're gonna do." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gravity will do most of the work, I think. <laughs> Which I like that though. I like that he like. Yeah. He says that, and everyone's like, "Holy fucking shit!" And then he gives the order to do it, and Worf <laughs> yeah, just even stands Worf's over like, "Holy fucking shit!" And he's like, "Do it!" Yeah. Uh, what, what, Tyler? What, what were you gonna, what were you gonna say about his villainy or villainness? Or you started to say something. Tyler. Who, Tyler? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> he said, "I have questions about," and but MC was. Oh, talking about the poison. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he poisons oh. the planet while they're on it and he says it'll uh-huh. be un- uninhabitable for 50 years i'm like how long did they have to get off of them are they going to be okay like is everybody getting cancer now like <laughs> i assume it's one of those things that's slow moving like it takes time yeah to circulate how long does it take to evacuate an entire planet it can't be I fast was, yeah, yeah. That, i mean because kira says like they're scrambling to evacuate and it's like oh jesus yeah i, yeah, I guess know, it's it's like an airborne biological toxin so maybe you know if the main population center on the planet's over here, then you shoot the airborne biological toxin over here, and it's like, it's fucking coming, but it's going to take a few minutes to get over there. So. Uh, not only that, but um, it probably takes like a build-up effect to actually You think it's like a hurricane fatal. warning? Maybe it just makes everyone like a little uncomfortable. Like They're a little gassy. Yeah. <laughs> You could totally live there if you wanted to, but yeah. you really won't want to. Maybe it just burns <laughs> off one layer of skin, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Good thing we got two skins. Uh, I mean, maybe it's like uh, pollen in the air, and you just can't oh, breathe. Oh, like, God. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. No. Pollen happened. Yeah. Oh, you get headaches. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, no, I, I'd want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this episode's called For the Uniform, which made me think, what's y'all's favorite Star Trek uniforms? This one. Yeah? This one's the best, yeah. Late the black DS9. with the cool shoulders and the, and the, the colored undershirt? Mm-hmm. That, that's my shit. It's like, it's like almost like a grayish purple, right? Mm-hmm. Like that top. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know the name of that color. What is between gray and purple? Because that's what it is. Like Puce. a faded sofa? Puce? Is that Puce? I was actually Puce, Puce is what popped into my head. Huh. I don't know. Puce. Yeah. Just Google that shit. Yeah, Google that, that shit. shit. Yeah, Google that shit all day long. Yeah, Google that shit. Yeah, Google that shit. Yeah, Google that shit all day long. Google that shit all day long. 
Mm, gotta be careful when searching pews. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Enjoy his pee. <laughs> P-U-C-E. Nope. Of a dark red or purple brown color. That's not the right color. Mauve? Uh-huh. It might be a mauve or a, a top. T-A-U-P-E. Taup. Hmm. Top. Yeah, that's definitely not, not periwinkle. Mm. Mauve. It's it's kind of it's kind of a light, a a, a low saturation mauve. Mm. Yeah, I do like that uniform. It's not my favorite, but I do like it. What's your favorite, Eric? Uh, early discovery. I know you guys all hate it, but I, I like the the blue. Uh, the blue. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice shiny blue with the you know the silver or gold. I I, I like the way the ranks are on that one. You know. Hmm. You can see it from uh, a mile away. You don't have to like get up on someone to see how many pips they have. You know, what is the rank insignia in that? It's uh, it's the sides. It's uh, either gold, silver, or bronze. That's not rank. That's department, right? Well, yeah, that's why. Was that rank? Yeah, sorry, department. I think. Well, you don't yeah, have to get up on gold. any uniform because they're they like TOS is bright red, yellow, and blue. It looks better than the bright red, yellow, and blue is what I'm saying. <laughs> I, 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 I gotta say, I, I prefer. I like the Discovery one. uniform. Yeah, uh, I, I like. Yeah. This one and the new Discovery uniforms. Uh, yeah, the the, the, Disco- the original Discovery uniform I like. Like I want one to of Star as. Trek. Like yeah. I, I don't like it as a Star Trek uniform, but I think it's a cool uniform, hmm. just in general. Uh, sure, I think works. it's uh, a. Good, like evolution from what we get in um, Enterprise, like the jumpsuits. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like those. Not my favorite, but like they they fit Enterprise. I feel like yeah. it'd be weird. Oh, if they totally did different. Yeah, uh, but my, my favorite is uh, Admiral Vance's. It looks horrible in anyone else, but he he works. <laughs> yeah, it, that's like, a good yeah. uniform. Yeah, God, at the end of season three of Discovery, when they all have it, they just look like trash. <laughs> it looks so bad. No, I, I, I think it looks so good yeah, on him. The the newer ones that they've been wearing. Um, yeah, it's like the same style, yeah. but they inverted the color scheme, so they 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 got all the colors instead of the gray. Yeah, with a little hint of color. It's all the colors with a hint of black. I will say though, the Strange New Worlds uniforms look sharp. Oh like, yeah, those look good. Yeah, yeah. but like the it original makes TOS series, look good. They just look comfortable. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just a comfy yeah. sweat. Like, like if I had jersey. to be, if I had to wear any of those, it'd be the TOS one. Yeah, uh, yeah, it just looks comfortable. It's just clothes. Uh, we, yeah, it's just clothes. Are we going to talk about um, men wearing skirts? Oh, I haven't seen those. Was it? Were they? We got to wait for the scants to show okay. up. Scants. I call yeah. it skanks. <laughs> It's not yeah, skanks. Don't Google that <laughs> shit. Just Sorry, just scants. look look for some pew scants and uh, pew be scants. very careful with your typing. I really hope so. There's a specific episode I'm thinking of, early TNG, and I really mm-hmm. hope it's on the list. But there's this 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 like beefy guy in a scant, and he's got like like these incredible calves that are so <laughs> distracting during the scene that like I don't even know what was said. Like it's just this the guy. guy. It's, it's an extra in the background walking by. I mean, but it's like <laughs> so distracting during this one scene. I think it's like episode ten. It's, I want to say it's in the first episode, one. my dude. No Ooh. way, really? Yeah. You know yep. the scene I'm talking I'm, about, right? I'm nearly certain it's in the first. Like that episode. guy, like leg day, like that. I'm pretty sure <laughs> every it's day in the first is leg day on the DVD. when they uh, when they announce the saucer separation. I'm pretty sure that's that's the moment that you see I that guy. I think you're right. I think you're right. So there's scants in the first episode of TNG. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. Hmm. Pretty sure. Pretty I feel sure. Like this really is a new generation or the next generation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, Troy spoiled something this time. Yeah, What's saucer name? separation. What the fuck are you talking about, Troy? <laughs> <laughs> that actually hasn't happened yet has it nope oops i mean it, it's it not what you think it is time. that one time that kirk blew up the enterprise you know it separated but yeah yeah it is it is it's the first episode yep i think you see i think that guy shows up a couple of times because i think they reused the shot yeah. but there is there is a scant in the first episode uh 
According to the book The Art of Star Trek, the skirt design for men, scant, was a logical development, given the total equality of the sexes presumed to exist in the 24th century. I think they, I think Roddenberry just didn't want to give up the skirts for the women, so that was his solution. Yeah. Um, yeah. Put those girls in some skirts. Gene, we can't do that. We, we're that. trying to have sexual equality. <laughs> then put that guy in a skirt, too. <laughs> All right, Gene. That sounds about... Uh. Right. That yeah, sounds like how that conversation would no, go. I don't <laughs> know if I've ever heard Gene Roddenberry speak, I realized, as I did that terrible impression. Okay. I don't know what he sounds like. You I need, can't imagine him sounding any different. You need yeah. you need to say that again, but instead of uh, saying that guy has nice legs, can you say that guy has nice pins? Nice what? Pins. Pins? Yeah. What does that mean like, in Australia? Like a push pin? It, it it was old slang for legs. Oh. You mean like how you would look at her yams? Yeah. Or gams? Is, is it gams? 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 gams. gams? Is it gams? Yam? Is yams breasts and gams as legs? I don't know that yams is anything. I think yams is potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking. Nice yams, he googled. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, that doesn't say anything. No. Uh, yams, Sexy a big fat yam. juicy ass. Girl, throw them yams in a circle. <laughs> a term used for chicks with thick thighs, ass, and titties. Damn, okay. sure he got yams. <laughs> <laughs> what about gams? All right, Urban Dictionary. Dictionary. Now I'll just go here. Uh, a wordle fucker, a person who tells you the answer to wordle before you have a chance to solve the puzzle yourself. Wow. Search for gams. A nice long pair of female legs. Ashley had a stately pair of gams. See that stately? is a term. Stately is a very strange word yeah. to use for that. Yeah. Stately, I would think, would be like solid, like. Yeah. Uh, yams is also short for uh, Isayama, the creator of Attack on Titan. Does he have nice hands? Mm-hmm. Well, we do know that Attack on Titan is full of nice scams, actually. <laughs> so, um, big naked giants with yeah. no penises. Nope. Um, sometimes boobies. <laughs> sometimes boobies. If we did alternate episode titles for our episodes, this episode could be called "Sometimes Boobies." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is that it? That that's it. Now it's time for uh, MC. M- MC gets to pick. Oh, is it back to me? We can remember because then MC writes oh, the summary, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, oh, oh, except actually, for no, then it gets the thrown summary. off when Tyler. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You write the summary sometimes. Uh, Shit. See, so let me explain to the, the, the list to any first-time listeners. So I came up with this list of fifty-two, I think. Of uh, just fifty of uh, uh, fifty episodes that I think could possibly be the episode with the men and the thongs, and all I have is the episode title to choose from. So I came up with that list. I had uh, these guys take a look at the list, tell me that the episode wasn't in there. So I came up with another list of fifty episodes, <laughs> and it was in there. And then I wrote like possible synopsises of what I think the episode could be just based on the title and now mc is going to pick from one of those synopsises what we watch next i love how overly complicated that is it's hilarious pick a good one mc Uh, uh, we're all counting on you uh, i'm just looking through and so many options okay yeah there there's just so many options still um take your time (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay after um this week's episode uh i hope this description uh makes everyone feel better uh o'brien invites cisco to a party in his pants cisco does not attend <laughs> it's number 38 and it's pink all right uh so let's see i forgot what pink means um this is kind of just self-indulgent the colors uh pink is i think that this uh that a thong would be the proper wardrobe for the situation 
Okay. Yep. Uh, so this episode is called uh, You Are Cordially Invited Aww. to the Party in O'Brien's Pants. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's oh, it, DS9. It is a DS9. <laughs> um, well, we've broken YouTube hmm. or my computer. Not sure which. Let's try this again. Bloodletting. The pain will last for only a moment. Torture. Stoke the fire again! Sacrifice. There are six trials we must face. Agony. I'm gonna kill the war. It's just your typical <laughs> Klingon wedding. The party's just getting started! But Worf and Dax are not your typical bride and groom. You're invited to the biggest event of the 24th century. On the next Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Hey, I love the music they had in that trailer. Wait, the music more. was good. Yeah, that, well, that looks yeah, like a fun it's one. Multiple trailers. We watched a trailer. We don't need to watch. We all don't need trailers. to watch. Oh, yeah, that, that was a good trailer. Because then he just sees more of it. Yeah, that was yeah. a good trailer. That was that looks like fun. Uh, so, Worf and Dax are getting married, I guess. Yep. Cool. Um, yeah, I think it's hilarious that we did this for like two years with me picking episodes no ds9 not once <laughs> and then like you guys start picking and it's three back to back <laughs> yeah that's amazing um so this is i believe also season five no this is season six <laughs> nope, so, nope season six season six I, episode seven yeah okay. we gotta start it's, by asking tyler does he even know that they're dating no <laughs> i didn't know oh, if it was a real good. wedding or if this is like a sham because isn't Worf already married well uh, Worf's had some relations at this point in star trek i know Worf has a what relationship do you know about with Worf's relations i know he has a relationship with troy i think <laughs> at some point Rolaren was a love interest, but that could have also just been the porn version. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you know who you know who Alexander is, right? Yes, his kid. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, right, because he's in the episode where they turn into kids. Yep, that's right. And okay. he's also in uh, Fistful of Dangers. Uh, yep, yep. Oh, right. Um, I forgot we watched that one. Yeah. Yeah. So Worf's Worf's, you know, you know. Do you know that Worf's the the character that's appeared in the most Star Trek? No, I mean, yeah, I, I know he's in two series, uh huh, as regular. So yeah, that adds up. And a movie. And a movie. Yeah. Well, so actually, a he's movies. in five movies. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask. I was like, is he only in one movie? Because I've only seen one TNG movie. Yeah. So like, <laughs> that would be like, weird if that was the only one he was in. I've only seen one TNG movie. Yeah, he's yeah. in five of them. Oh. Um. Yeah. This this is this is gonna be an interesting one. Oh, I forgot. Uh, like this is back to the episode that we already watched, but uh Cisco mentioned something about taking that guy to um like a baseball game in the hollow suite, which I'm pretty sure is a reference to an episode on the list because there's one that's something about baseball mm-hmm. in a hollow suite. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know the episodes of Star Trek by name too well for someone who has not seen them (laughs) (laughs) you've spent a lot of time looking exclusively at titles of episodes (laughs) cool i'm excited to see this one it's been a minute since i've watched this i might watch it tonight oh you know what we forgot what what's imdb oh yeah yeah. let's do that real quick tack it on at the end i'm pulling it up Cause I've got to make sure it doesn't have any spoilers for the time. <laughs> we could also edit this in earlier and pretend we didn't fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, MC, for always keeping us on track. Yeah. On track. We should, we should probably add, add the IMDb notes. to the show notes. Yeah. 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 Can I, can I read you a goof from this episode from IMDb? Sure. <clears throat> Dax orders the Defiant to perform a half roll. From the external view, the Defiant rolls about 70 degrees, less than a quarter roll. <laughs> oh, what a doofus the Defiant is. All right. Uh, top review is from Gray Hunter on August 6, 2019, with 21 thumbs up and four thumbs downs. Mm. <clears throat> Sometimes moral ambiguity is made even more ambiguous by the fact that certain aspects aren't actually ambiguous. 
<laughs> the interesting was, thing about the latest yeah, okay, discussion is that nobody actually comes out and points out the most prominent flaw in the al- analogy. Valjean stole bread to feed his family, while Eddington has resorted to mass murder. Over and above Cisco's obsession, Eddington is an extremely dangerous man, not only because he's convinced he's right, but because he will gladly kill numerous civilians to achieve his goal. This is not some hypothetical game of who's morally superior, who betrayed whom, or who has a legitimate grievance. This is a hunt for a psychopath. The morality of Cisco's actions is very much up for debate, of course, and it's interesting to see this episode being written and aired at a time before the War on Terror and its excesses, mm. though it followed the Cold War, where the same issues by state actors were just as pervasive and just as troubling. Though it seems clear that the colonists were not in any immediate danger of dying before they could be evacuated, if they were likely to die, this would be an entirely different discussion. Mm. Cisco's actions have clearly taken the show into a much darker place than the usual Star Trek franchise, a place it has already begun to inhabit anyway. And yet I don't really share the concerns of other reviewers here. The time had come for the Star Trek universe to explore the unpleasant realities of war and terrorism in a fashion that wasn't restricted to the other, the inhuman Borg, the violent conqueror Klingons, the treacherous Romulans, etc. were all easy to put into a category of clear and unambiguous threats to the, quote, Federation way of life. But the idealistic visions that permeated TOS and TNG eventually had to crack (coughs) under the weight of the universe building that Star Trek had been engaged in since the 60s. At some point, portrayals of utopian fantasies run out of steam and monsters of the week start to become repetitive. So this episode was a crucial juncture in the expansion of the Star Trek universe. Out in the far edges of the quadrant, things stop being resolved with a brilliant technobabble exploit and a few pithy words about how things are back to normal. When we are shocked by the actions of a character on a TV show, and Cisco's actions were shocking and difficult to consider acceptable, we can move on with the realization that our belief that we understood the nature of the world we've been presented with might not be quite as solid and predictable as we thought. That's actually a very good review, Grey Hunter. Oh, I, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was about I to say. I agree. That's yeah. He used well. ambiguous way too many times in that first <laughs> sentence, but yeah. three times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the ambu... Yeah, whatever. He said, said it a lot. The only thing I disagree with him in is where he says the like, unlike other episodes where you know you get a pithy line about how things went back to normal because that's what happened at the end of this episode and it still bothers me. Like the just like oh they just traded planets it's all good now. Yep. And there was also in this episode at least I'm not going to talk about what happens in the future but as we were presented with in this episode, the consequences for Cisco poisoning a planet are non-existent. He doesn't actually get court-martialed in the next one, does he? <laughs> like, I just said this... I wasn't going to say what happened next, Eric. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure Dax is like, hey, you didn't ask Starfleet before doing that, did you? And he's like, nah. In That's the next cute. one, they you see, Tyler, in the next one, they go to Earth, and they go back in time, and they get some whales, and then they <laughs> save the planet, and everything is A-OK. Hmm, that sounds familiar. Yeah. I Why do wells keep coming up in now. Star Trek? <laughs> oh man, oh, the next episode after after uh, for the uniform is a very good one. It's a very good one. It's what happens. They, it's, me. it's the one where it's the one where they end up in a Dominion prison. <gasps> Yeah, that's the very next episode <laughs> yeah. after the one we watched. Oh no! Well, don't worry, we won't yeah, we're not watching, watching that next. one. No. <laughs> the twist from that episode was actually revealed to the actors in the filming of this previous episode, mm-hmm. and there was a scene where the actors were supposed to be aware of that as they played the scene, but then they took that scene out, and so that's very interesting to me. Oh. And doesn't make any sense to anybody who doesn't know what the hell I'm talking. about. We'll get to it eventually. I'm pretty sure it's on the list. Mm. It might not be on this list, so it could be a year. Yeah, it might not be. It might not be a booty episode. No, probably not. Uh, so, Troy, where are we bootying to next week? Dude, we're heading to Cork's Bar. Didn't you get your invitation?
earlier in the episode, we all made a weird sound. Did we all make a weird sound at some point? And I thought, oh, that should be the sound we make when we did. No. Okay. Oh, that's what it was, Eric. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. You've you've seen you've seen Dark Crystal, right? Oh gosh, a girlfling alive. I've seen the Dark Crystal up to when the Skeksis, I believe they're called, yeah. burst through a wall, and it's like 80 <laughs> billion giant spider puppets, and I went, no, thank it's you, horrifying. fuck you, I and I it. shut it off. It's so good. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at probablywork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called probablywork.com. <laughs>